We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast loud and queer, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and recognise their own history as well as their queer history and community members. Hello everyone, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. I'm Sammy, my pronouns are they, them. And we're joined today by Natalie Caro for a little podcast bonus interview about their upcoming Fringe show. How are you going? I'm good. Um, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. No worries. Thank you for coming on. Would be keen to ask first if you'd be able to introduce yourself, some of what you do. I'm sure you can kind of cover it a lot better than me. <laughs> no worries. So I am a Warong-based um, comedian, drag king, actor. I do some events on the scene in the local area in Sydney just anything I could get my hands on that's what I'm doing I guess yeah incredible and um anyone <laughs> listening that might be like a bit of a community radio nerd probably might recognize you from uh FBI and Kings and Queens that would be so cute it, do you get it in now we don't get the uh broadcast but if it's like podcasted in any form maybe there's nice yeah. nice um but yeah so you do you do so much work um do you kind of feel comedy is like a main lens a lot of that work comes through or do you are some of it like the DJing is like quite separate for you yeah I think um for me yeah, drag and comedy are like at the forefront of what I do. And I think that's just because the community building is a lot easier and creating, you know, safe spaces for for people to enjoy. And also it's kind of more of a straight path towards acting, which is like, I guess, the thing that I've wanted to do since I was five years old. So it just feels a bit closer. It feels... um performing live on stage is more where my heart is whereas DJing is you know something really fun that I started when I was 18 and it's good for the hustle and something on the side like a great hobby but yeah yeah no that makes sense for sure um so yeah thanks for having me starts its Melbourne Fringe run this Thursday can you talk about kind of the lineup and stuff in a bit but how are you feeling about it totally uh it's you know it's stressful I'm really excited to take it to bring it from Sydney to Nam uh and share it with people it has been stressful this fringe season you know a lot of people are struggling maybe they don't know that the fringe is on but it is what it is it's you know we've come out of this pandemic so it's changed the culture and art landscape so drastically but artists keep doing what they've got to do so I am really excited uh the lineup is huge uh it's so cool to like to finally meet these comics and work with them after having followed them online and just having like really you know just relationships that are just like fleeting and online so it's it's going to be IRL uh they're really great uh comics like JY Mara, Aurelia St. Clair, Sananda, Patrick Dernan Silva, Bobby McCumber like huge I'm so chuffed with myself that I've managed to get these these great names and you know, create something that is for community, for Cutie Park, um, and invite audiences into experience something maybe a little bit different because the lineups that I have seen, even locally, are quite racially exclusive. They are very white, very, very white. 
yeah no for sure um so yeah definitely want to ask a bit more about that a bit later on but yeah is there anything more you can uh tell us about the show and like also yeah with the the lineup was it all kind of people that you had been wanting to do something with for a while yeah the lineup is like I mean me myself being queer trans POC like I that is just like what I gravitate to like it's it's what I see what I'm drawn to and I'm interested in so it was people that I was like following and like really love their work I'd seen them around um but I also also wanted to expand and reach out um and kind of just get every, every tick off every caveat and like have something for everyone on that lineup because there's like you know more absurd stuff or dark humor or straight stand up and whatnot a really exciting special guest on the sunday the closing night i have andy saunders which is huge from the, the block australia and again i'm just so happy that you know comics kind of see the worth in doing a lineup like this um, not just for ourselves, but for audiences as well that want something where they feel comfortable and not uh, called out or like the butt of the joke consistently, etc. Every lineup is super different. Um, some nights are like really, really queer energy. Um, some nights are like, you know, huge names. Um, obviously opening night is really exciting because it's the first night and there's also some Sydney acts in there, Swetha does and Sam Silla and then, yeah, closing off with a bang on the Sunday. Yeah. No, I love the, uh, the kind of like every night has a different lineup, have a different vibe. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, you've also had runs of your solo show seeking representation kind of this year and last, I believe. Yes. Um, how, how do you find putting on a kind of like showcase, like thanks for having me compared to a solo show? Yeah, it is really weird because it's like not just yourself that you're selling, like you're not just pushing yourself. It really becomes about the acts that you have. Whereas when I'm doing my solo show, I really only have me to depend on and I kind of, work in a vacuum anyway when I'm writing or directing and putting it together but when it becomes a showcase they're not just coming to see you like people aren't just going to come to see me MC. they're going to come to see these great acts so uh this the way that you kind of push the show is very different obviously working with other people is so much fun and having that chemistry on stage and um like playing off each other which is something that you don't get in a solo show but each each is like such a valuable experience and really fun. And um, yeah, I can't wait to put my solo show back on and especially bring it to Nam because I think the audiences will appreciate like something with a variety that isn't just straight stand up. Yeah, awesome. So is like seeking representation and thanks for having me both going to kind of like live on? Like in future? Yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely have big plans for thanks for having me exploring other other avenues that aren't just a showcase maybe a different form um maybe do something more local in sydney warung and do like a regular ongoing night um as far as seeking representation i haven't taken it anywhere other than sydney and i've already done it there like three years in a row so the next plan would be to bring it to nam um, one of the festivals and hopefully, you know, one day Edinburgh, whatever, Adelaide Fringe, do the whole tour worldwide. Um, yeah, definitely not finished with either of those. 
Yeah, awesome. Well, then everyone listening, get in here early days before. <laughs> Thanks for having me as global. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I guess you mentioned this earlier in the interview um, and you've written about it in the past, but comedy here is very kind of catered to white, white cis, straight audiences. Um, even like for me in recent years, like my favorite comedy has been kind of very DIY productions. I don't really find myself going to like general official showcases at like the comedy festival or like open mic nights. True. And yeah, I guess want to firstly just bring everyone's attention to your pedestrian article from last year. Um, Australian comedy is wider than influences teeth and no one seems to care just to save you from, you know, if you want to go into it more, feel free to, but just to save you from uh, doing that again. But yeah, I guess my main question was for younger queer and POC people who might be listening and wanting to like be a comedian in some form, mm. do you have any advice for, like those initial days, like trying to start out in the scene before you kind of like are able to create your own spaces? Totally. Yeah. It's really hard. Like, I mean, obviously white comics who have like all this privilege and like the rooms are designed for them, they're going to tell you something different and they're going to say, you just have to do it. You've got to do the hard yards. You've got to slog it out. You've got to do the open mics. And that is just not reality for queer trans POC. It's not safe. It doesn't feel fun. Um, even there's like a veil of relatability. Like if the audience feels that they can't relate to my story, they're not going to laugh. But that doesn't mean that I don't have an audience, that people – other people aren't going to find me funny. So it, it is about starting out in a space that you feel safe and comfortable and seen. And that might be, for example, like a review, like uni reviews, um, sketch comedy reviews, societies at uni, um, autonomous groups that are like centered around being queer or trans or POC. Um, in Sydney, I started out in Arts Review, which is like you just get together and write sketches, um, people like Aaron Chen and like the chases started there. So it's it kind of starts opening up your world and then you can slowly go to safer open mics. I, I don't really know the, the scene in Nam too much, but if you are in Sydney, there are great spaces like Yeah, The Girls, which is for AFAB performers or um, – I ran a night called Gag, which is for it's a queer comedy cabaret. Um, there are spaces like Fresh AF, which is for amateurs who are starting out. There's so many. So it's about finding where you feel comfortable and not putting yourself in a situation where you feel unsafe. And that is like where you grow confidence and you grow the self-assurance that you deserve to be there. Um, yeah. Oh, workshops. There's, there's a lot of people running workshops. I do a lot in Warung. My friend AJ Lamarck, who's been to Nam many times, runs Queens of Comedy and he does workshops as well. So it does take a little bit of investigation, but rest assured there are places that you can get up and do your thing because you deserve to. Yeah. Awesome. Incredible advice. Yeah. I definitely, it. you have to just do a bit more research and seek those spaces, but they're definitely are around um, they're there, yeah. and yeah thanks for having me is a great one just to, to come as an audience member know that you're not going to be the butt of a joke thank you so yeah i guess where can people find you online to keep up and uh where can they find out more about thanks for having me 
Yeah, so if you want to keep up to date with me, you can go to at Natty, N-A-T-I underscore daddy underscore. The last underscore is very important because I share the name with this white guy in America. So um, unless you want his content, uh, yeah. Um, And then you can follow at thanks for underscore having me. That's where all the, you know, dates and the tickets are for this Fringe Hub Melbourne Fringe season. Um, if you want to check out Gag, which is my queer comedy cabaret in Sydney Warung, you can go to at Gag Events. Sorry, at underscore Gag Events. Yeah, awesome. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up here? I'd just like to say if you're listening and you're like, I don't know why this would be relevant to me or I don't really see the value in going to see something that maybe I don't identify with, but I would encourage listeners, you know, if they are cis or white or whatever, um, to just like branch out, take a chance and expand your horizons because you'll be surprised. It's a really funny show. Like it doesn't matter whether you relate or not. It's just hilarious with a great lineup. So do something different. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on to Loud and Queer. Thanks for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media.